my stories. I, I, I did the stories and the illustrations. Sometimes they would send us scripts, but I throw them out the window. I happen to be a guy who does what he wants, lives the way he wants to. I love people in general, even the villains in my comics. To me, a people, there is something in their lives that makes them become a problem to others. That's how I saw everything. Welcome back, kids, and thanks for listening to our continuing coverage in celebration of Jack King Kirby Month. All month long here on Kirby's Kids. And today's tale comes from Forbidden Tales of Dark Mansion. Issue number six from August of 1972. Our writer is Jack Kirby. Our penciler is Jack Kirby. Our inker is Mike Royer. And our editor is Dorothy Wolfork. Is there a world beyond the one we know? In this issue of Dark Mansions, we invite you to join us as we explore the world of the unknown when you're finished with the story of a man who possessed a strange power. We'll go on to the next puzzling from the beyond tale, the psychic bloodhound. Here is the strange true story of Carl Burkle, who time and again cracked the barriers of mystery. Did his brain contain a chamber locked to all other men? And this is a tale of a man who can see visions by just touching items that someone had once possessed. The strange man in question is Carl Burkle. And he was waiting in the police chief's office when the hunters returned from the grim task. You were right, Burkle. You missed by 50 yards, but we did find the girl buried in those deserted sand dunes. How terrible. What can one say at such a moment? And here we are immediately immersed into these amazing powers that Carl Burkhill has. Burkhill's hand was firm on the subject's shoulder. His large eyes became even rounder. They were seeing, seeing what? He was seeing into the eyes of a police detective and everything that he had encountered recently and all of the cases that he was involved with. From there... We go on to a kidnapping in this tale. Carl Burkle was preparing to leave the police chief's office when the first news of what would prove to be the most sensational crime came over the wire. And there he is leaving when the police receive this ransom note. Waiting for call and tell the cops we will kill her. Kill, kill, kill. And with that, the cops spring into action. And... A very well-known businessman in the city's daughter has been kidnapped and is being held for ransom. Somewhere in a building facing the Cowell home, detectives listened in on the conversation, listened, and felt the urgent need for action. Now get on the ball, Cowell. Get the mo. The money. I want the money. Listen to this guy. He's psychotic. If ever one heard. Yes, a bona fide nut. With that, we have our police detective who proceeds to go get Burkhill. And he is first told not to leave. Hey, hold on. You can't leave your post. We're all doing the best we can. You mean everything but try a long shot. Well, that's what I'm going to do. Soon after, in the unmarked car that raced through the city, 
Are you certain that the chief authorized my entrance into this case? And this is Carl Burkell talking. Listen, Mr. Burkell, we'll clear that up later. Right now. Very well, then. Are you certain that these articles of apparel belong to the kidnapped young lady? They were found where she was, last seen and identified by her father, okay? Carl Burkhill's sensitive fingers closed upon the cowgirl's purse as his voice signaled the reaching out of his mysterious abilities. Yes, yes! And he proceeds to get visions. In the recesses of Carl Burkhill's mind, his additional faculty was operating with amazing clarity. He described in detail the pertinent landmarks on the street. He saw he looked into the faces and the passersby. He read the signs on the stores, but somehow the name of the street eluded him. But there was the movie theater, and Burko could readily make out the name of the movie, which was being shown in that suspense-filled night. So he's actually able to see the area in which the girl... This daughter was abducted. Meanwhile, in a supermarket, you have the kidnapper going to pick up the money, the ransom. And as he does, the cops foiled him, picking up this briefcase full of cash. And the kidnapper proceeds to grab a patron in the store, a woman, and is holding her at knife point. With that, one of the cops says that he has a clear shot, and he takes it. And in very vivid detail, just shy of the bullet-making penetration of the skull and blood splattering, Kirby depicts this shot being taken. And th this is definite further confirmation of the comics code being lifted here in the early 70s, as this was, this, this Dark Mansions was a horror, mystery, almost Twilight Zone-ish anthology series. And there we see the lifeless body of the kidnapper on the ground and the money being recovered. But to his dismay, the father still doesn't know where his daughter is. But what about my daughter? Now we'll find out where she is. He'll never tell us now because he's dead. Search the body, men. Look for identification cards, for hotel keys, for any clue. Meanwhile... We have our police detective, who is still driving around with Carl Burkill. They find the theater that Carl saw in his vision, and they figure out where she is being held. Wait, wait. This is the street. These are the stores I saw, and, and those signs, they're very much the same. And, and this is the building in which the cowgirl is being held. I, 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 sent, I get a strong impression from... The, the touching her hat, if she's here, let's hope she's still alive. And they proceed to crash into the room, and by George, there she is, still bound up. We've done it. We've found her. By George, we have. And a half hour later, both cows, father and daughter, were tearfully reunited, and the facts released to the press. How on earth were you found, Miss Cowell? I have no idea. But I'm lucky to be alive. Let me say right now that the police force in this city did a magnificent job. Turn this way, please. That's it. Hold it. And again we ask, is there a world outside of the one we know? And this is at the very end of the story. The world we know comes to us through 
our five senses. We believe in what we can see, hear, touch, feel, and smell. Yet, how do we explain those things that happen from time to time to us, to our friends, that do not spring from our everyday experience? Why does a young man wake up in the middle of the night with the urgent feeling that he must phone home and talk to his father? And when he makes that call the next day, only learns that his parent is seriously ill. All of us know of such cases, and the psychologists, the men and women who investigate such things as ESP, mental telepathy, etc., have recorded hundreds upon hundreds of such cases. How about a ship that disappears, such as the Marie Celeste, for instance, found floating with no one aboard, its hundreds of passengers and crew members, dishes on the table, dinner obviously interrupted midway through the meal, and not a trace ever heard again of any living soul aboard. What about the witches and devils of these past? Now, investigation reveals that many of these so-called witches were possessed of extraordinary ESP ability, that they could into the future and predict events, which is why men feared them. Let us examine further the story of the psychotic bloodhound, which you have just read, is a story of today, 20th century America, and took place in a big city, which we have kept nameless. The next story you're about to read is set in a small New England town and took place the turn of the century in the year 1897. And that leads into our next story here in Dark Mansions. Now, that is very reminiscent of Rod Serling and Twilight Zone coming in there and speaking to the audience after they have taken in a segment, an episode, a vignette within that program. And we have this same thing happening within this Dark Mansions book. The artwork in Dark Mansions is gritty. It is very much in that mysterious, ethereal-based format. It's not the typical superhero Kirby-esque artwork that we grew accustomed to during his Marvel Silver Age years. This is a little more refined. Yeah, some of the male faces have some semblance that, yeah, you know that it's Kirby. Uh, but this really takes on a different vibe, a different feeling. I, I really feel it's Jack channeling the times, channeling the mystery, channeling the horror comics genre of the day, as it was making its big resurgence in the late 60s and into the 70s. I like the darkness of it. There isn't the Kirby crackle in here. It's very much steeped in realism. It's gritty. It's detective-esque. It shows Kirby's roots from when he was in the late 40s and into the 50s doing those romance comics, those detective comics, those beats, those feels, that art style is being reintroduced here in Dark Mansions. And as a matter of fact, this tale was originally sl slated to be part of his anthology series that he was trying to get started here in D.C., it was intended for the never-published second issue of Spirit World, which was a 1971 series that we had talked about in a previous episode, that one issue that came out of Spirit World, and then it was canceled. And 
Kirby worked very closely with Mike Warrior on this one. Kirby did all the layouts. It's believed that Mike Royer participated, along with Kirby, in some of the penciling of this issue, in addition to doing the inking, as Mike Royer was a very, very loyal and trusted inker for Jack. And Jack really relied on him here, particularly during his DC run and... When Mike Royer and Mark, Mark Evanier came into his life when he had moved out to California, that's when we started to see this collaboration uh, start happening here and, and a great, great relationship with Kirby and Royer. All in all, this was a really gritty, different type of Jack Kirby work and one that should be enjoyed for its historical value a perpetuation of his legacy as it relates to his romance comics and detective comics roots and how he applied those stylings here in this 1970s work. And we hope you will share your impressions of Dark Mansion's issue number six, The Psychic bloodhound please leave us a message via the anchor app or send us an email at kirby's kids podcast at gmail.com whatever i put in my comments i hopefully feel that this love of people may have been transmitted to them and help them not help them in any way i'm not a psychiatrist but just giving them another friend